Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon, and in the house today, we are officially halfway through 2022, which feels pretty crazy. Uh, but today we're doing something a little bit different. I have a new guest with me. Sydney has joined me to talk about our five favorite movies of the year so far. Sydney, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I pulled you off from the internet, not randomly. We're friends on social media, on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, you have a YouTube channel as well. You talk about movies. I was uh, vetting a lot of people because I needed somebody who's seen a lot of movies in 2022. And uh, you have seen a lot of movies in 2022. Am I wrong? Uh, you're not wrong. I definitely like to stay up to date. How many have you seen? Do you know? I think uh, I recently saw Kino. I went to see the Minion movie, and I think oh. that was my 50th movie of the year there so far for 2022 releases. I know. Did you see people in suits and people dressing up? I did. I saw them on the train, and I don't know if they were in my screening, but How was they were screening? definitely wandering around. It was pretty tame. Like, I've heard some horror stories, yeah. um, really terrible stuff going on with, like, leaving trash everywhere, but my theater was honestly pretty chill. That's good. The I saw it, like, a few days before it was... Uh, release wide or like a public release and uh, it wasn't bad luckily but i can't imagine going in now and having like all these young people in suits and yelling at the screen like it's an mcu movie yeah Uh, that would be a lot um but we're not here to talk about minions although i'm glad you have seen (laughs) minions and if you want to in your top five i'm perfectly fine with that no judgment (laughs) judgment. Uh, but we are here to talk about our five favorite movies of the year so far um before we jump into anything we need to have an icebreaker. This is what I do with all my new guests so that everybody listening can properly judge them as a person. Um, and the question is, what is your your best or your hottest movie take that you want to say out there for people to judge you? Oh, my gosh. Um, I have to be careful. I can't say anything too bad. <laughs> but I think one that I say a lot is that I never liked Harry Potter very much. Oh, wow. I, that's uh... a big one. That's, you just <laughs> but... said you don't want to make people mad. That's a really big one. Yeah, it is. I mean, no hate, but I was always a Lord of the Rings kid, and I always took the really terrible route of comparing them to each other. Okay. And so I always was very anti-Harry Potter. Not even, like, a, a little bit? I like them. Like, I didn't read the books, which wow. maybe maybe I don't have the right to speak. Yikes. But I don't know. I was just never never a huge fan. They never caught on for me. You might have just alienated, like, half of my audience right now. Who are Okay, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I was joking. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Uh, my hot take has always been Grease 2 is better than Grease 1, which will either get people really excited or people just won't care because they haven't seen Grease 2. I haven't seen Grease 2. See, yeah. See, it's, a, it's, a, it's always a safe hot take. How could you, Joe? I, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying check out Grease 2. It is better in every single way. I'm just, Interesting. Just saying. Um, okay. That's a good hot take to start things off. Before we jump into the actual rankings, what are your thoughts on the year so far how does 2022 feel to you is it better than last year how does it feel compared to the last couple of years what are your just initial thoughts on the year so far honestly i think it's been an awesome year so far like this is the first year that it kind of feels like we're actually breaking out of covid and getting all those projects from like big directors that have been delayed for so long and kind of put on hold um we're only halfway through the year we've still got oscar season coming around where it's like there's a ton of exciting films coming out, but so far, I got like a lot of really highly rated films in my ranking, um, and I was kind of nervous about the year, but I think it's been really great. What have you thought? I think so too, especially because the last two years, like you said, 
have largely been COVID years, especially 2020. 2021 was like a weird, we're not in COVID, we're back in COVID, we're not in COVID, we're back right. in COVID type year. I like last year though. I don't I don't want to get uh, that misconstrued. I thought year, last year was still pretty good. Um, but it's hard to really compare when 2019 was like really, really good. And everybody kind of goes back to 2019 as like the year, the best year mm-hmm. of the 21st century of movies. Uh, I don't know if we're heading towards that caliber of a year, but I like this year too. I've I've watched some movies this year that I've been pleasantly blown away by, and I really enjoy. I mean, there's been stinkers. There's been some pretty bad ones for sure. <laughs> but every year has those movies. Uh, I think majority of the movies I've seen though have been pretty good. So I'm excited that uh, the year is shaping up well. Oscar season will likely be bring. I don't know. Good movies and bad movies, but hopefully only good ones. I, I'm not sure what movies are I'm even excited for anymore. Um, I can't even think what's even coming out during Oscar season. Do you know anything? The first thing that I think of is Killers of the oh. Flower Moon, just because it feels like it's been so long since we've gotten a Scorsese movie. But like Babylon, oh um, yeah, Babylon. It's just see the... how they run. We just got the first uh, oh, what, the, teaser for the... that. The murder mystery movie with Sersha? Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. I just I feel like all those movies, I've known about them, but we have heard zero things about them. Like no, no trailers, no posters, nothing. So I, they kind of slip out of my brain every time I think I of Oscar agree. season. The second half of the year feels very ominous right now. And I haven't even, I've been trying not to watch trailers. Um, so I'm very much in the dark. Yeah. After I saw the first trailer for Nope, I was like, okay, I'm done with trailers. I don't want to watch any more trailers that's going to spoil the movie for me, especially for like a movie like Nope, where you really probably want to go on as blind as possible. Right. Um, so I, I'm really kind of over the over trailers. Lately, I've been pretty... They just reveal too much, and I'm sure you they probably do. agree. They do. Yeah, the Nope trailer, the second Nope trailer, I saw against my will, like, in the theater, (laughs) on, like, an IMAX screen, and I feel like they just revealed a little too much, because the mystery was what was so exciting. I mean, maybe there's still so much more to be revealed in the film. I hope, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say the second trailer, Nope, was like, don't watch it, it's gonna, like, reveal too much, so I've luckily stayed away from it this entire time. That is lucky, yeah, don't watch it. Luckily, all the movies I've been seeing have been, like, screenings, and you've been to a few screenings, they don't show trailers at screenings. Um, or at Typically, least no. Not on the West Coast. I don't know, East Coast is a little bit different, you guys are a little weird out there. Uh, Alright, let's not start the banter already. <laughs> Alright, Joe? If people don't know, Sydney <laughs> is from the East Coast, uh, and I am from the West Coast, uh, California, the greatest state in the nation. And Sydney Ooh, is right. from, where, where are you from? I'm from, well, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Massachusetts, but I now live in Boston. And you're just telling lies. Massachusetts was voted the best state. So. <laughs> <laughs> the best state to uh, be bored in and do nothing. Right, right. Actually, <laughs> I am about to move. So oh, look at that. for that, I guess. <laughs> to be, you know, I've, I've never seen, I've seen snow fall one time in my entire life, like out of the wow. sky. I've been in the snow one time it was awful never again i don't ever want to experience that again that is one thing i'll say is that i hate the winter i'm moving to dc and i'm glad it's a little warmer there and i will slander the west coast but i gotta say i'm like such a simp for famous people i've been meaning to get to la for so long and i'm so excited have you been to la at all no i've only been to san francisco oh interesting all right like eighth grade so i really gotta get out there yeah you do yeah (laughs) la is pretty great san diego i'm in san diego pretty great all very sunny san francisco is great just 
expensive you know that's how it is but okay we'll, still the worst we'll get into east coast west coast banter later i'm sure okay. uh now that we're gonna jump into the ranking i I'm just curious scale one to ten how difficult was it for you to narrow it down to five movies was it super easy real quick you knew it or was it pretty difficult to get the five together Honestly, I'd say like a four. Like I, I, I typically don't have much difficulty ranking movies because I just kind of go on gut feeling and I, I keep a ranking throughout the year. Like every new release I see, I'll add it to like my letterboxed list. And I just kind of, that actually helps me rate it sometimes where I'll add it to my ranking and be like, why, like, how do I feel about this mm. movie based on the other stuff that I've fair, seen? Fair. Um, and so there are some things that I've seen recently that snuck into my uh, top five. One really interesting one that I'm excited to talk about. But uh, hmm. yeah, it wasn't super hard for me. Do you struggle to, to rank movies? Uh, I think I struggle with ranking like the top movies. It depends. It really just depends on the right. year. I feel like my number one was so obviously my number one that it really would. That was easy. Got it. Concrete. But like two through four, I love all of them a lot so they can kind of move around. Once you get to like the middle, like of you know, twelve through twenty-eight or something like that, they're all pretty easy to rank. I feel like you know a lot of them are like the same scores. You know, like oh, I like Sonic two and I liked Dog. <laughs> like it's not a big deal if one's over the other. Like it's not like backbreaking to me if I've, if one's over the other. It's really like the top ones and the bottom ones that I find I guess more difficult to rank. Interesting. I definitely think the middle is the hardest. In- oh, okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I just like, yeah, like Sonic 2, I have above Uncharted. Like, it's not that big of a deal to me if, if Uncharted was yeah. above Sonic 2. But like, Marmaduke is the very last movie, and I would never want to put anything <laughs> Marmaduke above that. <laughs> will always be the last movie. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably, we'll, we were not going to talk about the worst movies of the year, because that's just, you know, so negative. But Marmaduke is the last place for me. <laughs> Followed very me closely too. by The Bubble. So, two movies. The Bubble god awful oh, they've just just tore me up inside i do not like them at yeah um, it's really sad times okay that's interesting so you have your five without further ado to commence the episode as the guest of honor sydney let's judge you first what is your number five favorite movie of the year so far well, I've already been judged very harshly for this on the internet because oh. I did a TikTok about my top 10 oh, um, yeah. and I have Ambulance at number five. Wow, at number five. Um, yeah, I do. And I know you liked it too, I but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have it ranked that highly. Um, yeah, I caught a lot of flack for that. And Ambulance is definitely kind of a mulligan. Like it was a, a project that I just personally really really clicked with it was just very much my thing just in the experience that it brought i mean there's so much i could say about it i do you want to offer some thoughts first <laughs> uh, i well my, my first thoughts is that's a great choice because i also had a great time with ambulance if i was ranking which movies have provided me the most fun theater experience ambulance is probably like top three maybe number one if i'm being completely honest i'm just like quickly glancing at my list Mm-hmm. And it's like ambulance and the black phone were really fun in theaters, and that's all. Like uh, the Batman was fun in theaters, but ambulance was the most exciting. Just like adrenaline pumping at a hundred percent constantly. I audibly was like gasping and laughing and shocked at so many points in the movie. So I'm I'm happy that you have ambulance in your top five. Are you a Bay fan? Are you like a Bay loyalist? 
Um, no, I'm not. And I think that, well, everyone who's listening to this should go check out the ambulance episode from Joe and, and his, uh, your friend Nate. I don't remember yes, his last yes. name. Wow, thanks for shouting um, out my podcast. <laughs> of course. Like, I listened to it and I was like, you guys hit the nail on the head, like, took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I'm not a Bay loyalist. I don't always like his stuff. I haven't seen every single one of his movies. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that it's just a sandbox film. Like you're watching this really experienced filmmaker just have a ton of fun. Like the way he was using those drones and the practical effects. And then you got the performances. Jake Gyllenhaal is like psychotic. Yahya Abdul-Mateen has this presence that I just love so much. Like I'm just waiting for him to absolutely blow up. Um, Isa Gonzalez, like it, it, like you said, the adrenaline, I walked out of the theater. I was like disoriented with how (laughs) insane of a theater experience it was. Um, and I was just like, yeah, that I just, I didn't just watch a generic action movie. I just watched something pretty special from like an artistic perspective. And, you know, some people are going to think that that's laughable because they think the way Bay does things is ridiculous. Um, But it was just so incredibly my thing. Yeah, and that's completely fair. And I think the people laughing should check themselves. I think Ambulance (laughs) has a lot more to offer than people assume. What are your thoughts on the fact that it, well, like kind of bombed? How are your feelings towards that? Yeah, that's something else you guys were talking about is that it's actually really interesting that Bay didn't really pull in an audience with this um with how big of a name he is I do I mean maybe it's partially COVID something like that Mm -hmm. I do I thought that maybe people based on the marketing didn't think that it was all that interesting I mean I'll be honest I was like a pretty big not naysayer but when I saw the trailer I was like oh lord here we go like I wasn't Oh, it positive. looked stupid, right? It looked stupid. It looked totally stupid. Looked and I walked in and I was like, I'm about to watch a stupid little action movie, but like, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. It's my, it's Michael Bay. Like, I'm going to totally check it out. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was definitely one of the bigger surprises of the year for me. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. We're starting off with an ambulance on your top five. It's really exciting. <laughs> I wonder, have you watched it since it left theaters? Like, have you watched it at home at all? Yeah, I actually showed it to my dad. I was like, oh my God, weeks were going by. And I was like, dad, you have to watch this movie. Like, it's so awesome. (laughs) And we watched it. He really liked it. What he said was that he was like, geez, the last 15 minutes made the entire movie. Yeah. And I was like, you're so totally right. And I hadn't really ever said that out loud, but it's like, it's like this really exhaustive, just like thrill ride and if the last 15 or so minutes hadn't happened the way they did it kind of would have just been totally deflating but i thought it was like a nice little cathartic ending it was chris fedix i think first uh feature length script um and i was pretty impressed with it like i thought it was a nice little script and it had had some cute little themes um and i agree with him i think the ending kind of made the film yeah i like the ending a lot i still can't get over and I talked about this in the last episode, so you're probably already aware of it, but I still can't get over the scene where they have to do, like, open chest surgery on the cop yes. in, the, in the ambulance. Just a masterclass in suspense and thrills because I can't remember another time where I've watched a movie and just been so, so consumed by a scene, so focused. Like, I, he had every ounce of my attention in that moment and just... I love that. When a movie can do that is is uh, is quite amazing. I don't know how you felt about that scene watching it in theaters or at home or how your dad felt about that scene. 
<laughs> he thought it was really insane. I will say that like seeing it in IMAX definitely added yes. to that experience yes. and that's why I loved it so so much. Seeing watching it at home, of course, like it was like less all consuming, but um yeah, for sure like that was one of the one of the few movies this year that I've I've actually noticed that I completely forgot I was in a movie theater mm-hmm. like multiple times for extended amounts of time. Um just yeah one of those anxiety inducing experiences that won't be uh for everyone for sure like uncut gems comes to mind i remember people hated uncut gems because it was just so stressful that's why i like it i know right (laughs) yeah i guess it's true if you're not a big fan of being stressed out for a solid two hours which maybe that's the one drawback i had with the movie is that was a little long but it's a little long that's michael bay for you um but if you don't want to be stressed out, you might not be the biggest fan. But yeah, still uh, still love it. Okay. Wow. What a start to this episode. Ambulance number five. <laughs> not at my top five, but I do like it a lot. And I respect you for having it. Uh, Thank you. At my number five, I have this small indie film called The Batman. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit of a under, you know, not a lot of people saw it. I don't know how you felt about it. If you were able to catch it. Did you see it? I saw the Batman three times three in theaters, times. actually. Wow. Mm-hmm. More than... I spent nine hours with the Batman. <laughs> a lot of hours with Robert Pattinson. Yes. Uh, which is fine, actually. I would I would spend nine hours with Robert Pattinson as well. I I went into the Batman very high expectations, I'll be honest. Like I wasn't somebody who was right. like I think people who are into film like yourself and myself were already aware of the caliber of acting skills Robert Pattinson had. And mm-hmm. so when he was cast as the Batman, I didn't really blink an eye. I I was excited. You know, there's a lot of like, I I guess pushback at first for people who maybe weren't aware of his acting skills. So I, I was, I had high expectations for this. I'll be honest. Like I expected this to be really good, uh, and I thought it was. I thought it was really really good. You you saw it three times. I'm hoping you kind of agree. I do. I liked it. I I know I've really, really struggled with how I feel about the Batman. It's hard to kind of separate your rating from just like the hype and like the reception and just the buildup. Like you were totally right to have high expectations. This movie was like hyped out the wazoo. Yes. Like, yeah. It was like such a huge event. Um, and I I did really enjoy it. I don't know why it wasn't like I don't know. There's such a difference between thinking something is good and then being like, I really connect with this film. Mm-hmm. I personally really enjoy this film. I like everyone who thinks it's like the best thing ever have at it. I did really enjoy it. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't do that extra thing for me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. For everybody listening, by the way, I have no idea what Sydney's top five is like zero idea. So I'm like <laughs> kind of just gauging a reaction by when I say the movie so I, I don't know if she likes it or not and i didn't Cindy knows like some of mine she said she cheated earlier i did joe switch i did but joe's switching it up on me. i am switching it up this is true <laughs> probably not expect the batman to be on the top five um, i did not i want to back up real quick and ask how you feel about the batman in terms of the grand scope of batman of batman uh, in terms of the Dark Knight, in terms of uh, the Tim Burton movies, where does it land for you? Is it is it? I mean, I I I think it's as good as Nolan's Batman's, but I know some people are strongly against me saying that, and I probably lost people listening by just even saying that. But how is the Batman face up against these other movies? 
That's a great question. I actually, um, I was never really drawn to Batman as a character, but mm. since the Batman was coming out and I had started like creating content, I really wanted to like know my shit. So I watched 13 Batman movies shit, in like two lot. weeks. It was, it was actually really interesting to kind of see like, oh my, he's like such a timeless character. There's so much history with the character. Um, and I, I, and I did rank it, I did a, I did a ranking video with all the ones I watched. I think I ranked it pretty highly, like at number five or something. It's pretty high. Um, out of 13 I movies? do think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's better than The Dark Knight Rises for sure. Oh, um, that's no question in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I really like Batman Begins. I don't know if I would, I would put it above that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think people are going to be turned off by you saying that. I definitely think there's a, oh, wow. there's an argument to be had. And then you tag you in some of these comments I've got when my, uh, <laughs> okay, I mean, my that, Batman okay, yeah. video, I, when I, when it came out, there was a good amount of people who agree. And then there's some people who are like, you know, I mean, when it comes to Christopher Nolan, you have your diehard loyalist, um, especially with the movie, like the dark Knight. there are people who are like, that movie is the best thing since sliced bread. So <laughs> if you at any rate challenge that they will uh, push back pretty hard. So there are people yes. who, who don't like it at all and, and think the dark Knight is far better. And I think that's a perfectly fine opinion to have. I mean, it, I think it, it is very, very good. Uh, after you did your ranking, what was your number one Batman movie? It was the Dark Knight, but not in a toxic way. Not in a toxic way. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not like a Dark Knight loyalist. I do just think, and it's because I also, like, there was this whole conversation about, is the Batman a better Batman film? That I think is totally valid. Like, I just like the Dark Knight, and I don't have really strong opinions about how a film represents Batman himself, you know? Like, got it. did, did he feel like Batman in the Nolan films? I just think it's like a really good movie. That's fair. Are you more? Are you a fan of Michael Mann? Have you explored Michael Mann's filmography at all? Not very much, but I am a, a big fan. I, I watched Collateral recently, oh, I and Collateral. I absolutely loved it. Okay, because Dark Knight gives off big Michael Mann vibes. If you watch Heat, I mean, the first mm-hmm. opening scene to The Dark Knight is ripped from Heat. Basically, it's like a heavily Heat-inspired scene. Okay. Um, so I always think like if you're a big Michael Mann fan, you might be more of a Dark Knight guy. Or Dark Knight person, but if you're a big like Fincher fan, you might more be might be a yes. big, the Batman fan, which I lean more Fincher in terms of like the movies I like more, and so I think I just naturally like the Batman a little bit more than the Dark Knight. But that being said, I'm still a big Michael Mann head. I love a lot of his films, so it's it, both are phenomenal. There's no right or wrong answer, but yeah, that's not we shouldn't compare. Yeah, yeah, we can. And, but... and, and, like I said, the Batman for 2022, it feels like it came out years ago, but it came out in March. Uh, I know, right? God, it's, been a, it's been a long time. Uh, but it is my number five. That's my number five. Amazing. So you're number four? Um, At number four, happy birthday, Tom Cruise. I have Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay, okay. Spoilers oh. for the future on my list as well. Oh, it is his birthday. That's right. It is his birthday. Oh, yeah. Tom as Cruise, a, if you're listening. Yeah. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday, birthday, Tom Cruise. Uh, we're recording this on July 3rd for those listening. And if you're listening at home, because this won't come out until like oh, right. July 7th or something. So if birthday is not July 7th, it's July 3rd, the date of this recording for people listening. Happy belated. He's probably hanging off a plane right now or something. It probably is. Probably is. So Top Gun Maverick. Why Top Gun Maverick? Um, Top Gun Maverick... I also was very hesitant going into Top Gun Maverick. I mean, I feel like every... I mean, Top Gun Maverick took the country by storm. Like, I feel like anything I say is going to be redundant because 
I don't know if there's a single person in America who didn't at least kind of like this film. Yeah. I've definitely I've definitely seen some negative reviews, but um Have you? I mean, I'm I'm sure there are. I, yeah. I just Yeah. haven't seen any really. I have not explored yeah. to look at them though. Here and there, but um it is just like a blo- it's just like a blockbuster. Like that is what a blockbuster should be as an experience and as like it's it's Tom Cruise like he's like the biggest action superstar mm-hmm. I think well I know there's like an argument to be had there but but he's probably the biggest movie star in America right now I I if I would agree or if you you didn't say it, I will I think he's probably the greatest movie star and 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 I, and I said this in a previous episode and I want to make sure like people understand movie star movie star of all time like I don't think we'll ever get a Tom Cruise ever again, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a specific era, yeah, of movies that he kind of took over. And and just the fact that it was a legacy sequel and it was kind of reflective on, like, his own career, mm-hmm. I thought was really great. And then you've got, like, Christopher McQuarrie on the script. Like, I thought I thought the script was really excellent and the jet stunts. It's like every part of it, I just thought it, it came together so excellently. Um, and Kaczynski is such an excellent director. Um, yeah, it just kind of delivered on everything that it was supposed to be. And it was just an awesome time. I feel like there's not much more to it. I mean, I already it spoiled myself. I mean, it's on my list. I'll just be up front. It's my number two. I don't remember where. It's my number oh, two. Oh, okay. <laughs> number two out of five, number two. Wow. I, I love Top Gun uh, Maverick. Like, And I'll be honest, another movie I went in, low expectations. Well, that's a lie. Right. I went in I went in with high expectations only because it premiered at Cannes and was getting a lot of great feedback and people that's were like, right. "Oh man, this is the real deal." So, as leading up to my screening, I was like reading these reactions and my excitement was building every single time. But before it had a premiere, before any of that, I was like, "I don't I don't care." I don't need this. I don't. Interesting. I, Top Gun 1 was like, I'm not that old. I was not born in the 80s. Um, <laughs> I did not watch it in the 80s. And when I did watch it, you know, it's fine. I think Top Gun is, you know, a, a very beloved film for nostalgia. People have good memories with it. But like, honestly, I don't think it's that great of a movie. Uh, it's fine for what it is. So going into this, I was like, nah, this this will be a movie. And I hope it's good. Uh, especially considering all the delays it had you know it was pushed back a lot because of covid and um a lot of movies that experienced those same types of delays ended up being bad Uh, Mm -hmm. look at like something like morbius which i don't know if that was delayed because of covid (laughs) or because they couldn't get their shit together uh (laughs) who knows but clearly it didn't work out for them and for a lot of movies that were delayed they just didn't work you know when a movie has that many delays it's natural to be hesitant So I was like, okay, you know, it's going to happen. And then uh, when I went to see it, I, I don't want to say like I was close to tears, but I felt like, I felt like I could have cried if I tried. Like the very last act was so exhilarating and so intense. It was just something that I feel like I've, people fans of movies have been yearning for for a long time mm-hmm. um i'm not sure the last time i felt that that type of excitement watching a movie so that's why it's my number two i was completely blown away by it i've listened to the theme song like 
every time I go oh to the gym gosh. to like get excited so and get pumped up. It's <laughs> it's quite the movie. So I'm glad it's at least on your top five. Yes, of course it is. Yeah, I was really hyped for it. I'm a huge fan of the original Top Gun. Oh, are fully you? acknowledging, yeah, I am fully acknowledging it's not the best film in the world. I just the '80s is like my favorite era of film. I just love '80s how they feel. Um, and uh, so I was definitely very hyped for it. I even made a TikTok. I was like, everyone doubting this movie. It was me. You're going to regret it. I was doubting it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, did, I didn't even like publicly <laughs> deny or like, oh, actually, did I publicly say that I was not excited for Top it? Top Gun denier. I can't remember. I need to check check the history, check the video, check the tape. <laughs> see if I was... Uh, check the receipts. Top Gun Maverick denier. I can't remember what I said. It's in the past. It's in the past. It's your, and, it's your uh, number two. It's, yeah, it's my number two. So like, clearly I like it. I'm okay with admitting when I'm wrong. You know, I've been wrong. A lot in the past. So that's that's totally fine. I like being wrong about movies. I think are gonna be bad. It's yeah. It's a nice feeling. Uh, I'd never want a movie thing. to actually be bad. Like I, you know, I admit earlier I thought Ambulance was gonna be bad, and you know what? I liked it a lot. So yeah, definitely not good to revel. I don't revel in movies uh, being bad. Yeah, I watch. Well, I, I sometimes I do. I try not to, but <laughs> I, have I made like several videos about Marmaduke being like the worst thing I've seen? All right, and the that's bubble? different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have. Like, I I will make sure that people know that. So, okay. Uh, so your your number four is Top Gun Maverick. My number yeah, four, what's yours? I know, is on your list. I don't know where, but I know it's on your list. Mm. And it's R R R. It's it's on your list, right? It's on my list. Should I say where? Just because you said Top Gun? Uh, yeah, yes. Why not? Go for it. Uh, RRR is my number one. Oh, oh shit. I didn't know it was your number one, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was kind okay. of recent. It was actually after my second watch that I put it at number one. Wow. So, like that's another three-hour movie you spent watching again. Yes. Okay. I know. Wow. RRR is number one. Shows. I feel like I should give you the opportunity to talk about it since you're, it's your number one. No, you go, you go. Oh, okay, that's so kind of you. Um, okay, well, for those who don't know, and I think this is one that it's important to kind of describe because it's, it is very mainstream, but it's also not very mainstream, if that makes sense. Um, it's a Tollywood film, not to be confused with Bollywood. Um, it is an Indian film. Uh, how do you describe this? It's about two best friends who do crazy action stuff together and dance together and fight against the uh, colonialists of the British Empire. How else do you explain this movie, Sydney? Uh, I don't know. That's that's a pretty good explanation. <laughs> it's like, it feels like, it feels like you're watching like the origin story of like two gods or something. It's like, yes. they're supposed to be like, super, they're supposed to be superheroes, but there's never, there's never any explanation. Like they just are, which I think mm. is so awesome. Like, so my question to you, obviously you really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it too. How do you sell this to somebody who, who's maybe not into international film or specifically like Indian film or this type of movie because to say this is over the top might be an understatement I mean this is guys who are like throwing lions at people and like jumping off bridges and swinging (laughs) through fire and like the craziest of crazy stunts and action sequences I don't know like how, how do you get somebody who's maybe hesitant to watch this to watch it like how do you tell somebody this is actually good 
Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, uh, well, for someone who, like, is hesitant about watching foreign films in general, definitely, like, a lot of the movie is in English, which, off the bat, like, there are a lot of, like, um, there's a couple American or British, there are British actors in it, but um, I think definitely letting people know that it's an Indian film and that it has, like, this masala filmmaking going on, that there are going to be a lot of different tones and it might kind of catch you off guard, but it's, like, intentional and to kind of just embrace it as, like, this bombastic experience that feels so much, to me, felt so much more lively and joyous than so many blockbusters that we get in America right now. And that's same, what I found same. so refreshing about it, right? Yeah, and I think that's a common, a common maybe, uh, counterpoint. Not counterpoint, but uh, someone might say to you, well, if you like something like this, like, how is this any different than something like Fast and Furious? How would you respond to someone saying that? Because I think there's a big difference between this and something like Fast and Furious, which is also, some might say, over the top and bombastic. What do you mean? Well, how do you think it's different? I feel like there's a clear amount of heart when it comes to this movie in terms of they clearly care about the story and the characters that are involved in this movie that you don't see that kind of care or attention in fast and furious it feels like fast and furious and i'm sorry to fast and furious fans out there i i, I enjoy some <laughs> of them not all of them but some of them um but it does feel like those movies are being made simply for a paycheck for a, it doesn't seem like they really care right. about where the story is going anymore it's like what can we do to just throw craziness at you so we can get a check and, and bounce uh rather rrr feels like it cares about its characters and its story and thus it has this immense amount of heart that you can't help but like love to watch it like i felt like for a three-hour movie and especially because you know three hours is a long time i'm somebody who mm -hmm. i okay i don't dislike three-hour movies but if it's gonna be three hours you better make it worth my time <laughs> i'll be honest um you know batman was worth my time and drive my car last year was worth my time but if it's going to be that long, it better be worth my time. And it feels like at no point during this movie did I ever check the runtime, did I ever check the clock. I was just so engulfed into this world, into these characters, I, I could not. I think I even like rewound, like I would rewind certain scenes just to rewatch them again. I watched the dancing like three times because it is oh my God, so, so, good. so much fun to watch. So I, I think that is the big difference in like the big selling points of this movie. Like, yes, the action is over the top and ridiculous, but like... There's just so much heart in it that it makes worth watching. I agree. Yeah, it feels like it just... And I think definitely for a lot of these franchises in the U.S., like they started off as, as something with a lot of heart. And then for sure, we've been getting a lot of stuff that just kind of feels like a cash grab. Um, and it can be exhausting. But yeah, with this, it just... It felt like there was something much deeper going on. Like it was like a celebration of like life and film and, and Indian history. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, like with dance sequences, like you feel like you want to just like get up and dance with them. Oh, like I it can't was dance, so... but I wanted to try. Oh, me either. <laughs> I wanted to try. Um, I know I listened to the song and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I knew the dance. But... <laughs> <laughs> and Amazing. I mean, but even from a technical standpoint, like the acting for the, for, especially from the two leads, was really excellent, and I just loved the way it was shot. I mean, there's certain yeah. things here and there, like shaky CGI and the action scenes. They're totally ridiculous, but that's what makes them 
so fun and so awesome. It was it's kind of self-indulgent in the best way, like completely unapologetic. Yeah, if you're unwilling to kind of go into this and just suspend all disbelief, then there's like no point in watching it. But if you're willing to just like give in to it for three hours of your time, I feel like most people who have have just fallen in love with the movie. I mean, clearly Mm -hmm. it's your number one. It's my number four. But I've talked to so many people and the critics and like Letterboxd scores reflect very clearly. It's a, a pretty renowned film at this point. Like people have fallen like head over heels for this movie. So if you've been hesitant to watch it, I think Sydney and I have uh, made it clear you should watch it. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was my number four. That means we're on your number three. What is your number three pick? Um, At number three. So here's where my ranking gets a little... I have something in my number two spot that I kind of have a caveat for because it's a little unconventional. I don't know. We'll talk about it. But currently at number three... Like, I'm trying to think, like, it's like Hamilton, but that came out last year. No. It's, it's like not a... i don't know it could it's something that could move down but it's more something that like i appreciate it more than i'm like this is one of my favorite scrolling through my list right like now that. is it Jiu-Jitsu i don't know Kaisen if you've seen Zero? it i don't think you've seen it oh. um i didn't check specifically to see if you've seen it but when i was totally cheating i don't think i've ever seen it <laughs> <laughs> on your ranking that means sydney chose um, morbius and that's the caveat it's morbius it's actually the minion movie oh it is a minion movie <laughs> amazing amazing no. hey, i enjoyed it you know what quick minion uh, uh, tangent quick i enjoyed it break. more than i thought well, i was gonna enjoy it me too i totally what did you rate it i give it three stars I, I was thinking about three. I gave it two and a half, but honestly, I don't know if I was just, you know, maybe I was just, I was being a little too harsh because I, I did mean, have a good time. It's like 87 minutes. It's super short. Like they didn't like waste my time. And I laughed at the opening credits when it was like a James Bond, like clear. But that homage. was really funny. I was like laughing. I was like, oh shit, here we go. And I, would, I don't know. I just had a good time. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it didn't waste my time with like a big two hour ridiculousness. Like, yeah, it's kind of stupid. The plot's dumb. But I was laughing a lot more than I expected to laugh. So that's why. No, I'm agree. with you. I didn't even think it was annoying. The, like, minions used to be like the bane of my existence. Same. But they've stuck around for so long that it's become like ironic. And now I'm kind of with it. Like, yeah, I, kind of I feel funny. the same way. I was really anticipating to hate them because they've been kind of annoying for the past <laughs> five or six years. But they did a good job balancing the amount of minions with little Gru and these new villains. And there was right. enough to where I was like, these guys aren't that bad. Michelle Michelle Yeoh's character was fantastic. Loved her. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, anyways. Okay, so it's not minions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I distracted us completely. Your number three pick. You started saying it. What's your number three choice? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. So people are automatically going to say to you, why is this not number one? Because it's my number one. And for a lot of people, it's like the considered the best movie of the year up there with some other movies. But initial reaction, like, whoa, city number three, not number two, not number one, number three. So was there something holding it back from being higher? No. Oh my gosh, no. Absolutely nothing. I have my my top three all are five out of five stars. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is absolutely sensational. I had a mental breakdown afterwards, which is apparently a universal experience. Like I made a TikTok. Yeah, on my video about it, people were like, oh, I went and I was just sobbing in my car afterwards. Like (laughs) it is something so, so special and so 
cathartic and um there is no reason why it's at number three it was at number one for a long time um i have i've seen it twice now um i don't know i'm a huge victim of recency bias also like my rankings change all the time that's just where i have it right now i I think you've explained yourself well it is still five out of five it's not like you're giving it significant lower lower scores and two or one so totally fine i i trust you and and support you what about it? I mean, this is my number one, so obviously I like it as well. Also had a pretty... I didn't have a breakdown. Not the first time. The second time I watched it at <laughs> home alone, I had a more impactful watching, I feel like. And I don't know if okay. because in theaters I was like too scared to cry in front of everybody. That's never been an issue in the past, so maybe that's not it. Uh, but at, at home I watched it alone and was just like sobbing through certain scenes. I guess my question to you is, why does this movie work? How is this movie? How does this movie work? Great question. Um, I know because it, it was such a phenomenon, right? That it, like everyone, it's like instant five stars. Like this is the greatest movie ever made. Blah blah blah. Um, I saw it with my friends uh, the second time in theaters, and I think that time I'm kind of the opposite from you. Like I was full on sobbing in the theater the first time, but the second time I was very wary of like, are my friends going to enjoy this? Cause like oh, they don't watch movies very often. And so I think I was just stressed. Um, I hope they can't feel me like staring at them, but um, I think it, why does it work? I think it just has such a huge heart. And I think, I mean, not even talking about the technical aspects, the practical aspects, the choreography, the VFX, so much, so many things in this film that we have never, ever seen in a film before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Daniels are really special filmmakers, and I think that they tackled a lot of stuff in here that is really universal, but also can apply to, like, really niche groups. Um and the performances are excellent. I mean, what I mean, what is there not to say? Like, Fair. this you is also, yeah. I think this is also something. Maybe my favorite part about the film is that this is like the only film that I've seen so heavily um, lean into like uh, absurdist philosophy. Like, it was kind of a really timely response to a lot of nihilism that's been going on, and kind of said like, yeah, everything sucks and nothing matters. But that's kind of what makes it so beautiful like i think that that's what has been resonating with oh that's at least what resonated with me the most wow well said i will just say ditto i mean yes to all everything you said i have nothing else to add besides it really is one of those movies that i feel like anybody can go in and find some aspect to connect with whether that be the uh, generational trauma between Mm -hmm. father and daughter a mother-daughter relationship uh the romance between husband and wife failing at work not knowing what to do not being accepted for your you know orientation there's so many things that it's tackling at one time and it does it so gracefully that anybody walking that theater can cry for a number of reasons i feel like so many people have cried for different reasons and uh, that's what's really special about the movie plus it is it's also very funny and it's visually like you said appealing it just has everything you want and uh, it I've said it in a review of mine, but I do feel like it's a movie that we've never seen before and we will never see before. I mean, we've seen obviously multiverse movies, but I don't think we've seen a movie like this, nor will we ever again. It feels very generational to me. 
um, which is why it's my number one. So I guess big surprise, it's my number one. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Uh, for those listening, there was a, a moment, I think when Sydney and I first met, she posted a TikTok and said like she didn't like it. And I was like, I rushed the comments to type something. Not oh mean, my gosh. not mean, but I was like, I rushed the comments to check. And then she like did a full one. I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I liked it. And I was like, okay, well, that was I, close That one. was our first interaction. I remember that. And I was like, oh my gosh, Cinema Joe commented on my <laughs> <laughs> everything ever. All of, I'm serious. I was so totally starstruck. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I got his attention by, by clickbaiting that I hated everything everywhere. <laughs> it, did, it did get my attention because I was like, oh man. I, I, I didn't, I don't judge people for not liking the movie, but like a part of me, obviously is very, you know, with a movie like this, that's so renowned, it's hard to find people who dislike it. It feels mm-hmm. like, right. There's so many people who love it. Like you said, everybody's giving it five stars and like, it's one of the best rated movies on Letterboxd. So finding somebody who doesn't like it, it's like my flag, my antennas go up. I'm like, okay. Exactly. Why exactly? You know, and, and film subjective people can have different opinions i get it i understand and respect that <laughs> but i was like what's going on here like what, what exactly is the problem with it so glad glad you clickbaited me and, and it turned out to be the <laughs> yeah um, i'm curious what your number two is then but yeah this is your anything else you want to say this is your big big number one no i mean i feel like you've you've, you've said it really well but what makes the movie special i've talked about it in the past and i and i say it again if for some reason, I don't know who's been hesitant to watch this. It's been so publicly renowned and acclaimed that at mm. this point, if you haven't been convinced to watch it and our conversation right now isn't convincing to watch it, I, nothing will at this point. Like at that not point, there. you're just choosing to not watch it to be different. Or I don't know. I don't know why you're not watching <laughs> but we it. Don't judge. We don't judge. But, well, yeah, we don't judge you. I mean, uh, maybe you have stuff going on. I don't know. Um so that's my number one. So what is known now is my number five, four, two, and one. Because two was Top Gun Maverick and one was Everything Everyone Wants. So the only mystery to the listeners is my number three pick. For you, the only mystery is number two pick. Is that correct? Wait, Top Gun is your number two? Oh, yeah. Top Gun is my number two. I'm sorry. Okay, Spoiler so alert. I don't know your number three. Don't know my oh, number wait. three. You, well, you probably do because you cheated, so... Well, I don't, I forget. <laughs> what is it? What is it? So just to recap, because we make sure we're all under this, on the same page, because it does get confusing with, you know, same movie. So my five is The Batman, number four, RRR, three is A Mystery, two is Top Gun Maverick, one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then for you, what do we know? We know my number five is Ambulance. My number four is Top Gun. My number three is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And my number one is RRR. Got it. Got it. Now, did you intentionally say ambulance with like a really emphasis on the ants? Yes, I did. That's the official title. <laughs> okay. <perfect. laughs> I had to make sure. Ambu-L-A. Yeah, I had to make sure because I've also been calling it ambulance because the LA is highlighted. If I, just, I didn't know if it was like a weird like Boston thing, if I'm being honest. So. Ambulance. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, know I wish it had the. For being honest, like, the only thing I, I if I say um, the word room, like room, um, people always comment on my TikToks because I say like rum. Oh but yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying rum, but you were saying room. Oh. No, it's I say my bedroom. Oh okay. I don't, think, I, I don't hear it, but well, of course not. People... I see. I'm trying to think. How do you say? Is it New Yorkers that say bagels? 
Or do bosses say bagels? Oh, too? we don't say bagels. Okay, okay. <laughs> it must be sure. New York. Yeah, I've heard the the bagels. Or actually, I have a Canadian friend. She says bagels a lot. Bagels. Or bag. Like grab the bag. Or bag. That's weird stuff like that. Do Californians have? Does everyone just talk like a Valley girl? Are there any? <sighs> no, that people in the Valley do. But I don't think I have any accent. But again, I don't you're doing know. it right now. Yep. That's what. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> existential crisis happening right now like what uh i don't think i have i say anything too odd no no my mom's from the midwest so i used to say warsh when i was younger warsh like warsh. for what like uh like washer clothes like the wash machine oh my gosh oh I, I don't i don't say that anymore i have grown out of that but my mom's from like indiana in illinois so oh, she used cool. to say war- warsh machine was a big one warsh warsh fascinating so, i know Right, accents are fascinating. Okay, um, my number three pick, a movie I know you like but don't love. I think oh, that's a so fair curious. to say, and it's Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Okay, I did see that one. I didn't know if it was gonna stay. Yeah, it has to. I I love this movie. I'm not gonna lie, and I saw this very recently, last week. Yeah, last week, last Wednesday, and I love love this movie. I don't know. It's hard for me not to like totally fall in love with this movie i admit i did grow up with the youtube video i used to watch it all the time back in school i don't know which middle or high school um, <laughs> but i watch, i'd watch it all the time thought marcel was the greatest i uh, was really excited when this movie was announced i am kind of an a24 head like i at least pay attention to whatever they're releasing i don't let it skew my opinion too often like i don't automatically assume oh a24 equals good that's clearly not the case mm-hmm. all the time but I was excited that A24 was being involved with it. And uh, I don't know. It's the most charming goddamn thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just so endearing. It's it's hard to not completely fall in love with Marcel and his journey to find his family. I mean, this is Paddington levels of wholesome. And I am a huge Paddington fan. So uh, to get a movie that's as wholesome and as heartfelt was such a great feeling. And um, I got teary-eyed during multiple parts and cried at certain parts and was just having a blast. And I feel like most of the theater felt the same way. I'm curious to know about your viewing. Cause I know you saw it earlier than a lot of people. So I'm curious to know how you, your reaction to it. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy you liked it. Like I think people, it, it just came out and I feel like not a lot of people saw it, but I feel like more and more people are going to see it and it's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. Um, I think it's a wide, wide release July 15th. Um, so it's had a like selected theaters released for states that have people in them (laughs) 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 sorry that's that's (laughs) that's my slight thing it's terrible it's small states with small populations so basically (laughs) any state that has a a major city like la Mm -hmm. san diego boston Boston. you know big city states (laughs) yeah sorry to like north dakota and, and kentucky Y'all all get to see it soon. July 15th. <laughs> July 15th. We've already forgotten about it. But, <laughs> but you saw it earlier, um, though. I think you even saw it earlier than than last week, though. You saw it, like, a, like months early. I did. I saw it months ago because I saw it. I think it was, like, two months or a little over now because I saw it at IFF Boston. And um, Jenny Slate's from around here. And so it was, like, the last showing of the festival. And so she's so lovely. She's yeah. so lovely. She came out for a Q&A. Um, and it was awesome to hear her talk about kind of just this really long process and this really long history with Marcel and what the character meant to her. 
um, and kind of why they incorporated the, the themes that they did in the film. Um, yeah, I don't know. All, any thoughts that I share right now? Don't listen to me. Like, I, like I think people are. I think people are gonna absolutely love this movie. It's so cute. It's so wholesome. I just don't uh, consider myself like an like a really sentimental person. Oh, interesting. Like, it's something that I am like that is really cute, but then I don't like feel it. I'm not like, oh wow. my god, that's so cute. Like, I love that movie so much. But again, that's just me. Like, I'm so happy that. I, I seriously think people are going to love Heart it. Of stone. I think that's awesome. No, I, no, I don't want to come across like, it just was like, I was like, it was cute. It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> are you, do you consider yourself a big crier in movies? Actually, yeah. But, um, oh, okay. I think just I maybe. Marcel finding his family wasn't uh, adorable enough for you. Okay. I was, you know, I was, down. I'm like you with Top Gun. Like I was gonna cry. Like I was like almost crying. Maybe <laughs> so tears were forming, <laughs> okay. Okay. but it wasn't, uh, it didn't hit all the way home for me, Okay, but fair. It and also just as a product, like I think, you know, the hard work that they put into the film with the stop motion and, and everything about the production was was excellent i think it's i think it's a really awesome little film yeah and i think you're right when it does get a wide release on the 15th of july it's gonna blow up like i think a lot of people are gonna watch this movie and word of mouth i think i think it's gonna get really popular really fast so i would yeah. not be surprised it's almost meta happens. marcel's gonna become an internet sensation again i watched the again i watched the youtube short a ton growing up too my siblings and i were obsessed with it and so yeah it was really cool to see it be turned into a feature length like all these years later i know crazy crazy uh okay well that's that's my five we know my five your two is a mystery i'm i'm dying to know why it's moonfall or (laughs) jurassic world dominion which one is wait that was so funny because i actually have like a special little place in my heart for moonfall (laughs) oh wow i did not it was so bad it's a moonfall for me it was like so bad it's good i thought it was such it was so funny and terrible but um yeah, my number two is Mad God. Okay, I haven't seen this yet. It's on my watch list. Yes. I've been meaning to get to it. I saw your review <clears throat> of it, and I like Phil Tippett. That's his name, right? Phil Tippett? Phil Tippett. I like his stuff. I just haven't gotten around to it. Is it on Shudder, or is it only in theaters it is, right now? It's on Shudder. Okay, perfect. Um, theaters is definitely going to be really hard to find. I think there was like one, there's like one theater in Massachusetts that's showing it, or something like that. Okay. But, um... Yeah, you got to check it out. I'd be really curious to hear what you think. And I said it's kind of like an interesting placement because it is so, it's so different than anything else that's going to come out this year because it's like this hybrid uh, live action stop motion animation film that has no dialogue and no plot, really. Um, It's kind of like this project that Phil Tippett has been working on for 30 years that is just kind of like this amalgamation of every single thing in his brain just kind of like poured out into this film. And it's really, really something really interesting and special that I couldn't help but just give it five stars regardless of whether I thought it was like constantly thrilling or something like that. Got it, got it. Um, Because I think a lot of people are saying like the pacing can drag. I didn't really understand what it was trying to say or what the plot was. It's very abstract and ambiguous um but i just think it's cool i i have like a really really deep love for for practical effects and phil Tippett has done so much incredible work like he designed job of the hut like 
Starship Troopers, Jurassic Park. I I just respect that it was just kind of him creating this thing that was important to him. And I don't think he really cared how audiences received it. He just wanted to do it. And I think that's pretty cool. Wow. What a, what a pitch. I feel like if I wasn't convinced to watch it before. I'm like now convinced to watch it because of this review. Or yeah, definitely. I mean, don't let me hype it up too much. It's definitely, well, it's, it's also pretty depressing. Like it's like very bleak and nihilistic kind of like very vaguely about like the effects of war and like fascism and like a post-apocalyptic kind of just like hellscape um with some of the coolest stop motion and and kind of production design and atmosphere i've probably ever seen i just think it's i think it's something that's worth worth checking out yes i it's been something i want to get off uh, like i want to check off my list and i've been wanting to watch it so I will have to to we have to reconvene and discuss Mad God once I watch it because it's that uh, would be interesting. It's something I've been dying to watch. Okay, so let's let's recap our five for me: five the Batman, four RRR, three Marcel the Shell with shoes on, two Top Gun Maverick, and one Everything Everywhere All at Once. And yours? It's a great list. Um, I've got number five Ambulance, number four Top Gun. Happy birthday, Tom Cruise. Happy birthday, Tom Cruise. Number three. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Number two, Mad God. And number one, RRR. Perfect. Uh, any quick shout outs? Anything that barely missed the top five? You're like, love you, didn't make top five, but love you still? Um, yeah, I actually, uh, I, but I think it's still the recency bias. I've got Elvis at number six. Whoa. Um, which I think is also going to be a weird, don't, no one listen to me. I've got like weird taste. <laughs> I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost ashamed of it. Like every day I'm like, should I just start lying? <laughs> no, <laughs> like... no, no. People will find out if you're lying. Trust me. It, I know they, they will. It's, I'm, I'm not great at lying. Elvis um, is a movie that it is. I liked uh, but didn't love an example where like two hours and 40 minutes felt like two hours and 40 minutes to me. Um, also, if you're a Baz fan, then you're a Baz fan. I think you'll like it. Uh, I'm like in the middle with Baz. And so this felt mm-hmm. kind of like in the middle. For- I didn't hate it though. I, I want to make that clear. I, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, I know. I, I watched, yeah, like saw your thoughts on Letterboxd and on TikTok. And yeah, I definitely, I agreed with most of what you said. I think that I definitely just actively like baz um for some reason i just think it's so gloriously tacky like i like everything most everything that he does i'm watching australia right now uh, i have not terrible i haven't gotten too deep into it yet but i'm i'm buckled up because i hear it sucks (laughs) also isn't it also like three hours though like really long yes it's so long (gasps) yeah have some restraint baz that's a journey man i don't know if i could do that (laughs) Uh, i but i like i like romeo and juliet a lot and i i like great gatsby Mm -hmm. It's more of like a that's more of a guilty pleasure than it is. Yeah. Like I know it has issues, but I still like it. Type movie. I'm with you. Yeah. So Baz is an interesting guy. He is an interesting guy. Anything else? Other than that, I've got uh, Crimes of the Future. I did enjoy. Love Crimes of the Future. Okay, right. Yeah. How, what did you What did you rate it? Do you have? I it gave kind it of a four to five. Um, oh, that's higher than me actually. I so four to five. Yeah, it's number nine of my of my top ten. I'm a big Cronehead. I'm a, I'm a big Cronenberg fan. <laughs> I've seen like, uh, I haven't seen everything, but I've seen like 75% of his movies. Wow. Um, so I've I've been a Cron- Cronenberg fan for a while, especially his like 
his body horror, his his run in the eighties. Uh, the Fly is my favorite horror movie ever. So That's big fan of Cronenberg and his and his horror. And I like this movie a lot because it feels like it feels like existence. It feels like Crash. It feels like that. Uh, well, not as polished as some of those movies. It feels a lot like Dead Ringers. I don't know if you've seen Dead Ringers, but no, I haven't. I haven't seen that many of his films. Um... I just bought uh, Scanners, the Criterion. Oh, I have that I one too, yeah. It. I'm staring at it right now. Really? Yeah. It's a really pretty one. It's Yeah, the cover art in the Criterion one is it's, it's really dope cool. as hell. Um, <laughs> that's one of those movies where it's like practical effects. Again, there's like it, it's, it's something to awe at. Story-wise, mm-hmm. it's a little whatever, but it's still a fun watch. Like It's a good watch. Scanners is a good one. Videodrum is a good one. Dead Ringers I is... I, I like Dead Ringers a lot. I think Crimes of the Future has big dead ringers vibes and okay and uh existence vibes i think is a, is a good one have you seen dead zone i have seen dead zone i like dead zone too i think dead zone is a little underappreciated if i'm being honest interesting because dead zone has been the one that i've always felt strangely drawn to i think also because i'm like a massive stephen king fan oh, okay, okay and i think it's cool to see these filmmakers kind of do uh do adaptations and so that's one i want to check out as it's, well it's a. Uh... <laughs> It's corny. It's really corny. Do you know? <laughs> do you, have you, I have never read Dead Zone, so I don't know how no, much. No, I haven't read it. Okay, I was like, I don't know how much it translates or how accurate it is, but it is a it's a corny ass movie with Christopher Walken just hamming it up like <laughs> like level ten. <laughs> that I, sounds excellent. I like it for that reason. It goes from like zero to ten in the last like thirty minutes. It's pretty ridiculous, but yeah, I, I like it still. Cool. Have you seen Existence? No. Okay, so that one is... People say Existence, and that's how you know they haven't seen it. I know. I, I Well, that's how I would have pronounced it, so... <laughs> it's because, yeah, well, in the, in the in the movie, Existence is like a video game, so they call it Existence oh. rather than Existence. Um, oh, and then, okay. But it's a... Uh, yeah, it has the same, like, body horror vibe. A lot of, like, plugging in to, like, wormy systems type deal. So it gives off the same vibe. There's like Jude Law puts his like tongue in like a hole. It's like very similar to Crimes of Future, where like Leah Sadu puts her hand inside of Vigo's abdomen. So I would say check those two out and to see like where like the the influence is coming from. I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I like yeah, crimes. I Long story short, I like crimes more than most people, and that's just my bias, probably. Yes, I'm with you. It's in my top ten. Cool. Cool. Uh, the Northman's in my top 10. I don't know how you felt about Northman. I don't, I didn't like actively look this one up, but I don't know how you feel about it. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to ask what you've, what you've got in your top 10. Um, the Northman, I, you know, if we were going to talk about disappointments, Ooh. I was maybe going to talk about the Northman because, because I was slightly disappointed. I don't think it was a bad film. I think just because of Egger's filmography uh, thus far, I was like so, so excited for it. But Fair. there was something about it that I didn't mesh with that. And I, I, I really feel like it was a studio interference thing, but who's yeah. to say? Yeah. Um, Feels I liked like it, it but it just, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as great as I was. I was, I didn't connect with it as much as I was hoping, but you really liked it. Um, why'd you like it? It's my number 10 of 10. Uh, so, okay. And I gave it a, another four out of five. I, had high expectations. Disappointed seems like a dramatic word to use for me because mm-hmm. I did expect it to be better, but I still really enjoyed it. Uh, and it does feel, I mean, this is all conjecture. I don't know for sure, but it does <laughs> feel like studio interference got uh, a hold of it a little bit. Um, 
because I feel like Eggers probably would have taken in a slightly different direction. But I, I still enjoyed it. I still had a really fun time watching it, and I thought Alexander Skarsgård was dope as fuck in it. So oh yeah, there are things I liked about it. I want to revisit it. If I'm being honest, I haven't seen it since my theater watch, but I feel like I want to rewatch it again to really solidify how I feel about it. So it's it's my number ten of ten. Um, I have On the Count of Three in my top ten. I really like that one a lot. That was great. And uh, After Yang, I'm a big Koganata fan, so I had uh, After Yang in the top ten as well. Okay, that was my first Koganata film, and I like enjoyed it. I it wasn't like a personal favorite for me, but I'd definitely be interested to watch more of his stuff. Yeah, Columbus is better, but it is uh, it's kind of same vibes. Very quiet, very slice of life, mm-hmm. just very quiet film i guess you can say right and then another movie i have cha-cha real smooth in my top 10 a movie i know you don't like mm, i was hoping that should have been my hot movie take because people hate me because i didn't oh, like cha-cha i don't, I don't like um, you for it i mean no it, i know not you very but. polarizing to see i there are a good amount of people and it's not just you but there are a lot of people out there who are like no it's like fuck this movie and then there's like a people like me are like, oh, I love this movie. Yeah, people do feel very strongly about it. It's like either way for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not really a middle ground right now. So like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's been the good part. I think, you know, I it's again, like anytime I dislike a movie, I'm so happy that people are liking it. I just, I saw Which it nice. and, and well, <laughs> that sometimes that's true, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Halfway through the film, I just was kind of like, I don't really, like, believe Cooper Rafe anymore. Mm. Um, Shithouse, I thought, was, like, really endearing, like, the whole coming-of-age aspect. But I think it's the fact that he cast himself in the lead role. Like, I was just kind of put off by it. a lot of people's issue. Yeah, that's the big big issue, right? And, uh, And if I'm being honest, like, it was in my brain the entire time, like, that's Cooper Rafe. Like, why did he cast himself? Like, it... It had my attention, the fact that, like, it was him. And it, I don't know, maybe just I got over it and was able to just accept it. Mm-hmm. But that's not an uncommon feeling at all. Like, you're not alone. It's, like, a big issue. It's, like, why? 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 Like, it's, like, uh, <laughs> That's kind to. of, like, it's, like, the only issue people have been having, really. Yeah, Because really. it's a well-made film. I think he's good at making things kind of, like, sentimental and, and, and creating that, you know, tension of young adulthood. Um but yeah, it's just that little factor of the, yeah. of the writer, director, uh, little, lead actor. A little thing. arrogant. Feels like it. A little arrogant. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little fine. bit. That's all I'll say. <laughs> we can disagree. We can disagree. Uh, yeah. No, anything I'm else? Like to... What's in your top 10? But what else did we not talk about? Um, What was in my top 10? I mean, I have the Batman in there. I only wrote down eight for this video. I don't know why. Oh, you know, I put the black phone at my number 10. Oh, okay. Um, at least for now. That's that's one that I can see maybe like slipping down in the rankings as the year goes on. But um, I, you know, I've been so surprised at the reception that movie has been getting. People love the black phone. They do. And they do. I came out of it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of quirky. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Like, I feel like audiences aren't going to like it. And oh my God, they love it. Yeah, the people are obsessed with it. I, I, I gave it a three and a half out of five on Letterboxd. And I feel like... Me too. I feel like people are a, a take that and assume like, oh, you think it's bad. I'm like, three and a half out of five is still good, guys. Like, it's a seven out of ten. Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. But I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Do I like Sinister more? I might like Sinister a little bit more. But 
I think I, I just lean towards films that actually scare me. I tend to like them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And Sinister like gave me the heebie-jeebies when I watched it. It is creepy. Uh, the Black Phone is good, though. It was good. I do like Sinister more. But I, I like Scott Derrickson. I like his quirk, his quirky little way of doing humor. Yeah, yeah. I do, too, as well. I think well. it's fun. Okay. Any other any other disappointing ones that you want to mention before we, we end this, this episode? Uh, <laughs> um, do you have any disappointing ones? Um, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh... This light year, light years up there. Okay. Uh, I rated it higher than you, but I was still disappointed with it. I mean, it's hard not to be disappointed with Lightyear, considering it's Pixar and there's such a exactly. high bar set. And Turning Red, I really love Turning Red. So I felt like Lightyear was kind of a miss, uh, but I, I I enjoyed my time with it. I just didn't love it. What else was a, a big disappointment? Jurassic World Dominion was probably the biggest yeah. disappointment out of all of these. Like I expected Morbius to be bad and I expected the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre to be to be bad, but I really wanted to like Jurassic World Dominion and I Wow, didn't. yeah, I didn't have high expectations at all. Yeah. Um, I was blinded by the the old cast as they probably yeah. intended me to be. <laughs> Very fair. Me too. And yeah, Lightyear, I agree. I just and and I think it's totally valid to have a high bar for Pixar. It just felt a little inauthentic. To me, and I agree, Turning Red was was really excellent, and I'm sad it wasn't in theaters. But, um, yeah. The only other one for me, I guess, would be Men. Oh, yeah. That I, I was hoping would be good. The perfect example that you can't, like, assume every A24 movie is going to be good. Uh, yeah. Because that's an example of it not. That movie has consistently slipped down my rankings, too. Like every time I think about it, it gets like further down my list of movies. Me I like. too. Yeah, I, I lowered my rating because it's kind of one of those films where it's like I wasn't like actively hating it like while I was watching, but the more I think about you know the message behind like the thought behind it from Alex Garland, I'm like, yeah, that just like I really just don't like the foundation of that movie. Same. And Same. it aged. It didn't age very well in my in my brain. No. No, same for me. Like it's, I think I started like, man, I went through such a, the ringer on this one. I was, <laughs> I walked out and I was like, is this good? And I was like, you know, I, I try to look into what other critics say that I follow and care about and see what they say. And then they were polarizing. Like some people loved it. Some people hated it. And then I just kept thinking about it. I was like, no, I do not like where this is coming from. And just, like you said, the foundation at, at the beginning just was already off-putting um so yeah it, it slipped down my rankings a lot so that's a good it's a good disappointment one for sure yeah and a24 you know they take a lot of risks it, it, they do. it certainly pays off yeah a lot, yeah sometimes and that's what they're sometimes known for and it's what i appreciate them you know they give a lot of creative freedom and so if that's the movie alex garland wanted to put out cool <laughs> cool didn't good for you alex good for you alex <laughs> i'll stick with ex machina i guess for now same uh, okay perfect well Sid, we have reached the end, and at the end, I, I want to give you a second to self-promote. Where do we find Sydney on the internet? Um, uh, all over the place. <laughs> I I very impractically have a different username on like every social oh, media platform, but <laughs> you can find me on Letterboxd, uh, STK5. I'm on STK Twitter, five. most places. Yeah, it's Sid the Kid. Oh, it's kind oh, of oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um most places i'm like sydney with the rocket emoji but youtube you can find me sydney v-o-l-p-e and 
yeah, if you like talking about movies, come find me. I love, I have only recently kind of got really involved with the film community and it's incredible. It is incredible. Met a lot of new friends. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, well, uh, I know it's confusing, so I'll uh, link all of Sydney's information in the description of the episode. Yes, that way thank you. You can find her very easily. Uh, and then other than that, uh, Sydney, I hope you'll be back to talk about who knows what. I don't know. Talk about anything, really. Um, as more movies come out, we'll just find reasons to talk about them. I hope so. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course, of course. And for everybody listening, I appreciate you guys listening and rating and subscribing. I always appreciate that. I'll link all of my information and Sydney's information in the description of the episode. Next week's episode is a uh, Studio Ghibli episode, actually, that I have recorded with uh, my guest, Clara. So that will be the following week. Um, and then other than that, I have no idea. So I'll figure life out as it as it comes, I guess. <laughs> um, but other than that, Sydney, thanks for being on and uh, everybody else for listening. I will see you guys next week. Bye.